0: Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, amen. The text is already performed for us today and read in a language that most of us are not familiar with. Jesus' life has been a journey. He came down from heaven, lived on earth, performed his ministry, among people so they see and hear what God has for all people. He was born in Bethlehem and he, his destiny was Jerusalem, not too far from Bethlehem. But from his birth on the finishing of his ministry, he took a long journey throughout Judea, throughout Samaria, into Galilee. In one of those journeys, Jesus goes to Jericho, about 10 kilometers east of Jerusalem. It is during that journey, in fact, on his journey back from Jerusalem to, back from Jericho to Jerusalem, that he meets this blind man sitting on a side. This would be a thoroughfare where people will be coming, especially pilgrims during the Passover season, to Jerusalem. And they would be inclined to looking at people who are especially beggars, adding on to their merit as if they would give away alms to these people. So the blind man Bartimaeus was strategically placed by the wayside. We know for sure that we are also on a journey and we have certain destinations to go to, and on our journey, we usually miss the people and activities that are taking place on the wayside. This is interesting because as Jesus traveled, he was surrounded by many different kinds of people. I would call them as three circles of Jesus' followers. We would call the first circle as the inner circle, mostly consisting of the disciples, those who had been with the Lord Jesus Christ throughout his journey most of the time and seeing what he has been performing and hearing what he had to say. There was this outer circle, which we call the crowd. We see that happening also in our text for today. The crowd is crowding around Jesus, not necessarily knowing who Jesus really is and what he's about and what he's performing. The crowds crowd around him, not only to hear what he has to say, but also to see from, as an outsider, what he might be doing. Then there is this outer, outer circle of the crowd, the much larger crowd, and we, we see some of them as Jesus preaches his Sermon on the Mount, and as Jesus performs the feeding of the 5,000 men and their families and so on, This larger crowd. Are they all seeing what Jesus is meant to be showing them? and are they able to be listening to what they what Jesus was asking them to listen to the struggle in my opinion is mostly with the inner circle they surround Jesus so close that they kind of block the way of others coming to him roadblocks are set up by the inner circle people who think they know Jesus and they're so close to them, close to him, at the expense of allowing others, the outsiders, to come and get close to Jesus. We might be sometimes on our way, on the way between other people coming to Jesus because we know the truth, we follow him closely. We hear his voice, we repent and come to the knowledge of the truth. We might be setting up stumbling blocks before others. Stumbling blocks, especially before blind people, is a hard thing we or our church can do. Look at the text here. This is happening, the crowd is crowding around Jesus. And the blind man is sitting on the side and he is crying out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And the crowd rebuked him, setting up stumbling blocks. And the man yells at the top of his voice, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on him. And the Lord responds, call him. This is an aorist imperative. This is a command and a request. Take this as a command and a request. The Lord Jesus, the universe's Savior, is wanting people to come to him. Call him. Who can resist that call? How about this for a mission statement? St. Paul writes, God desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. And there is only one God, one mediator between God and human beings, even Lord Jesus Christ. Those of us who are so immersed in this fundamental message of the gospel, that God chose to come down to our world mm-hmm. in his person, in the person of Jesus Christ, that he becomes sin and take our place before God and by his death and resurrection, bring us to eternal life with God, one mediator let us not stand on the way of the people of the world and our only God and Savior, but be mediating so that they will really come to know Jesus Christ. This is one of the two accounts that St. Mark records about Jesus healing blind people. This one happens in Jericho, not too far from Jerusalem. The other one happens in Bethsaida, far away north in Galilee. A miracle takes place there as well, when a blind man will be confronted by the Lord Jesus Christ during his mission journey, and Jesus would heal him. We could go into the details of how that healing takes place. Dr. James Wells, in his commentary on Mark, says that these two are two bookends. The healing of the two blind men, one up north in Galilee and the other one not too far from Jerusalem are two bookends. Now, what's in the book? Read chapters 8 and 9 and 10 of Mark. You'll see the picture the picture that we all embrace so dearly, close to our heart, especially us Lutherans. It's the passion story. It's where Christ is led to the cross. He talks about himself. In these two chapters, you have three passion predictions, two confessions of Jesus as Christ, one by Peter, and the emergence of the transcendent scene where Moses and Elijah appear, and God the Father saying, this is my son, heed him. And two more healing miracles, and the disciples then bickering about themselves, who is the greatest? And disciples even blocking the way of children coming to Jesus, blocking the way of children coming to Jesus. God desires all people to be saved, and to come to the knowledge of the truth so that they know who Jesus really is. Let not the church stand on the way of those who are still saying we would rather have Jesus and not necessarily the church. This is the event of the blind man receiving sight. Jesus touches. The blind man in Bethsaida, and he begins to restore his sight and he begins to look out and see trees. Actually, he was looking at human beings, he thought as if they were trees. And Jesus touches him one more time, and now he begins to see clearly. We who are insiders perhaps need a second touch, a second hearing from our Lord Jesus Christ. And there is a place for us to touch and taste and see the Lord is amidst us and among us. Be touched by him. May our healing be restored. May our sights be restored, our sins forgiven, our place in the inner circle sealed and guaranteed by this special touch. Now, for a moment, look out the window. For a moment, please, look out the window. What kind of colors do you see? This is fall, fall foliage. I see green, I see some black, and some yellow, orange kind of thing, and you may be seeing something more. Now, come back and look within. What kind of color do we see here? Some kind of a homogenous color? Of course, there is some black, there is some brown, there is some yellow. Colors in the household of God also is changing. Some are becoming off-white. May we keep our eyes open to see the changes that are happening around us, so may we have the vision that God has for the whole world, that he knows the blind, the deaf, the handicapped, the people who speak different languages, who have different lifestyles, but he knows them, he sees them, and he wants all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. May all people see Jesus for, he, for who he really is. May he open our eyes by our coming together and going forth from this place to keep that vision and to reach out to people who still do not see him as he really is. God be praised. Amen.